Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by MSU alum, Coney Dole. How are you doing today? Good. How's it going, Mitch? It's going great, going great. Thanks for coming on this morning. I appreciate you having me, man. It means a lot. It's been a while. I'm glad <laughs> to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what you're up to now? Because I think what you're up to now is actually pretty cool. Yeah, right on. Um, so my name is Coney Dole, man. Obviously, I played for the Bobcats for a short spurt. I uh, went to high school in uh, Huntley Project. The Projects, baby. Warden, Montana. It's my hometown. Uh, after I graduated college with a business manager degree at a Jake Jabs, I uh, had ventured off and moved to Arizona and started knocking doors. So I do door-to-door -door sales. Uh, at this point in my door-to-door -door sales career, as you'll call it, uh, we're in the process of building a team and I've had a ton of success, uh, luckily, with a lot of hard work. And right now we're in the process of putting together a, a badass team, man. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. We're, we're slowly but surely working and growing, man. That's awesome. And you're in a great area to do that. Salt Lake is growing every single day. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, this is kind of home base, but uh, we venture off to different cities every summer. So it's a seasonal job. Uh, we like I spent two years in Atlanta. I spent uh, I mean, I've knocked all over the south, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Florida. You name it. I've sold there. I started in Arizona last year. I was in Texas. We're going back to Texas this this coming summer. We were in Houston. Now we're going to Dallas. So wow, so you really uh, are all over the place. So what exactly is your sales that you're, or what are you selling for? Great question. So I've I've sold. I mean anything from TV, cell phones, internet, you name it. I really started in TV. We were selling Dish Network, door to door, and uh, I ventured off into pest control. Actually, at one point, tried to start my own company. It didn't work out. So uh, I, I ended up working with uh, the company I'm with right now. It's called Anthem. Uh, the owner of it, Mitch Matthews, Ben Morgan, those guys really just spoke out to me and uh, I decided to stick around. So I've been around the block with a couple different companies, but this one definitely uh, resonated with me more and I felt at home here. So we sell pest control service door to door. Oh, that's awesome. Good to have you out there and have you across the country, obviously. I thought you were just in Salt Lake, but across no, the country no. is awesome. There's not enough bugs in Salt Lake, man, so we got to go down south. <laughs> down south, they have a lot, so that's oh, definitely yeah. where they need to be. So yeah. what motivates you and drives you to achieve higher goals in life and, you know, with football also? Yeah, good question. So I, I tie back to what I'm doing right now a lot to – what I felt when I was like in my youth, like when I first fell in love with the game of football, uh, I was, I mean, I was young, man. I was like a fifth grader. Right. Uh, and I had always watched football. I grew up around it. My dad, he's a Polynesian. So, I mean, we're always around it as far as family. He played college football. My uncles played college football. So I, I, I grew up around it and just naturally grew a knack for it and a love for the game as I as I got more involved with it. So uh, as far as achieving higher goals and, and just that, uh, just reaching that peak development in anything I do, I, I, I constantly try to focus on the process. So when I was playing football, man, like I was never the most talented kid. 
but I focused on the process so much that it made up for my lack of talent when it came time uh, to play the game of football. And the same goes with this. I'm not the most talented sales guy out there, but I enjoy the process and I focus on the process so much as far as diving into the, to the work of it. Uh, I have, I have a lot of success with this. Same goes with everything. Definitely work, working at it is huge and obviously you've been successful so right. worked out for you <laughs> right so you had a coaching change while you were in college I believe it went from Rob Ash to Jeff Choke what was that like that's a great question man and it was two totally different spectrums I mean Rob Ash was the quiet kind of maneuver uh, his pieces around and very hands-off where Coach Choate was in your face, going to let you know how he felt, very hands-on. Uh, and and uh, I enjoyed my time that I had with Coach Ash. I definitely was a lot closer with, uh, like, guys like Coach Ione or, you know, uh, Coach McAdoo. He was the O-line coach at the time being. Uh, I, I was a lot closer – or Jody Owens, he, he coached there for a while. So – I was a lot closer with those coaches. I wouldn't say I was really that close with Coach Ash. But when Coach Choke came into the picture, he was very hands-on, in-your-face, wanted to know what was going on. Uh, and I really resonated with the way that he led. He, he was really a leader. Um, and, I, I mean, you could tell just by the way that the MSU program, the direction it went, right? right. So Coach Ash had some great years, a ton of success. But uh, towards the latter end of his career, there wasn't a lot of success. And when Coach Joe came in there, he really rebuilt that program and put it to where it is today. He, I, I got nothing but great things to say. He's a great leader. He's a guy that I still reach out to, actually, uh, for leadership advice, just because of the, the impact he had on my life. Even as little time as I did have him for, like I was there, maybe I had him two years. Uh there's still things that he said and spoke to me that I use today. That's awesome. He, he does seem kind of like an intense guy. <laughs> Very, yeah. He's super, super intense. Uh, but he gets his point across. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I was I was sad to see him go, but I, I think we're all right with Brett Vegan. Yeah, Vegan's a great coach, too, from what I've seen. But uh, very sad to see Coach Choco. Everyone was, but at the same time, everyone's happy for him just because he preached that non-complacency within his program. Yeah. And you know that, you know that he lives it too. So he's constantly trying to grow and move on as well. So uh, a lot of us were sad to see him go, but all of the people that were coached by coach Chode are just happy for him at the end of the day. They know that he's making moves and he's, he's where he deserves to be for sure. Oh, definitely. I'm, I was happy to see him go to Texas. I'm not a big Texas fan usually, but Having that Montana State tied to Texas, you got to kind of root for him a little bit. Oh, man. Amen, 100%. <laughs> so you were able to experience the playoffs your freshman year. What was that like, you know, with the Bobcats actually being in the championship now? What was that like? Uh, so as far as experiencing the playoffs, like I was able to be around the atmosphere. I wasn't able to be on the field of play, right? But I was for sure – uh, able to be around that atmosphere as far as uh, the playoff drive like it's either it's either survive or conquer at that point right right so um 
just a mentality going into it. A lot of those older guys that I can remember, like, you know, Alex Singleton, uh, Naamo Yakiola, like just that Cole Moore, like some of these great Bobcat legends uh, that I remember, man, it was, it was serious. Like it was business. Like when we went to practice and I was playing scout team, like we, we took it just as serious as the guys that were starting that on that Saturday. Uh, it's a definitely a team effort. Like uh, it's preached across all the way from the starters on down. Like everyone's got to be all bought into what we're trying to do here. Uh, and I know that, that it probably went the same for the Bobcats right now, all the way, all the way from the starters, all the way down. So, I mean, obviously Bozeman is not a big town, right? No. So it's very, yeah. Like the atmosphere is very, very out there. Like, let's get it done. Like you've got so much pressure coming into a, a thing like that. You've got everyone. That's like the talk of the town. That's the talk of the whole state. Right. Right. So uh, there's a, I'd say there's a lot of pressure behind it, especially for the guys that are actually going out there and playing. But it's all about rising to the occasion, and uh, it's cool to see a lot of those younger guys when I was there at Montana State uh, really stepping up and, and uh, making a name for themselves. I think the guys like Lance McCutcheon and Callahan O'Reilly and those guys that are really, uh, really playmakers and, I mean, just stars of the team right now, man. Oh, definitely. All right. So I have to ask, you mentioned Lance McCutcheon. You think he has a shot to play on Sundays? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I, there's no question in my mind. The way that dude goes up and gets the ball, he's always been super competitive, and he's just a freak athlete at the end of the day. Uh, but you add that in with his work ethic, that guy's uh, for sure got given himself the best chance to go out and, and extend his football career and go play on Sundays. I think that'd be great. I think the Bobcats actually have quite a few that could this year. I definitely think Troy Anderson will. He's going to get drafted, I think. Oh, for sure. He's a freak. <laughs> yeah. He's a freak. He's just a freak. Yeah, and then you have Lance McCutcheon, Infonse Will after next year. And yeah. then I think Imandre Williams will, too. He's a beast, too. Yeah, they got a handful of guys that, uh, I mean, are really just crazy good at football, really understand the game, and then on top of that, like, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, having Coach Choate, man. Like, he really made people dive in and learn the game. And then on top of that, all those guys have just natural abilities, right? Oh, but obviously, Troy, Troy Anderson, he's just a he's just a freak, man. <laughs> yeah, I think when he started, wasn't he a running back or a quarterback? And now he's playing linebacker? He's done everything, man. Like, <laughs> that dude is a freak athlete. Like, it's just crazy to see. Uh, like, I think he's definitely at home, though, at, at linebacker. It's kind of cool seeing him um, and the way he makes plays and leads the defense. Like, yeah, I definitely still follow the Bobcats. I mean, I've been a fan since I was a little kid, so I definitely still follow the Bobcats. And... Yeah, once they're in your blood, it's kind of hard to leave, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That blue and gold, man. Yeah. So what's the intensity like from high school to D1 college football? Uh, it's, it's a totally different atmosphere. Like, I, I don't think there's comparing them at all. Like at the end of the day, it's still football, right? Like you're still going out there and playing a game. Uh, I'd say that one of the biggest changes is that, is that in uh, college, like you're required to do the small things, like, uh, go to class, show up to workouts, uh, you know, 
be at every practice, like whether you're injured or not, like you have to be there. So I'd say one of the, it's more, it's more business in college. Right. Right. So if you're not contributing to the team, like you've got to go like just bottom line and that's the feel for it. So your, your respect uh, begins and ends at the work that you put in on and off the field. Oh, definitely. So just have to ask, what's your favorite memory with the Bobcats? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say one of my favorite memories, a memory that sticks out to me a lot is, uh, I guess I've got, got two. And one of the memories that personally sticks out to me a lot is there was a guy by the name of Fletcher Collins that played linebacker for the Cats. Uh, he's a walk-on like I had been and just really watching him develop and grow as a player. I really attached to this dude's hip because I'd seen where he'd come from. So, I mean, every day I'd go out to practice early. Like, we'd literally – I'd race him out to practice uh, early. And every night we would go and get an extra workout in in the offseason um, at the student rec center. So, I think one of my favorite memories as a Bobcat is uh, really attaching to his hip and, and learning and growing from him and getting that quality time with him. And obviously, just that locker room feel – is definitely something that I miss for sure. One of my favorite uh, memories, just being a Bobcat and a Bobcat fan all my life, is uh, watching one of my best friends, he's my roommate in college, Tucker Yates. Oh, yeah. Watching all his hard work pay off uh, in that Cat Grizz game. You know what I'm talking about. I don't even I, need to talk about I do. About I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to mention it, but just watching <laughs> – the way his career went and just how much of a just outright legend he was all through high school and watching him grow as a player and as a man uh, within the program at Montana State and just watching uh, all his hard work pay off to that one moment where he, I mean, just captured everything. Yeah, in that game, I mean, as you know, in the state of Montana knows, that game is literally everything. Everything. So so to have that kind of play happen in that game, it, it goes down in history. It's probably one of the greatest plays in Montana football history. 100%. Yeah. So that's awesome. So what story will you want to tell your kids and grandkids about your football career? That's a good question. And I, it's hard to say because I didn't have like all the success I wanted to have at Montana state. Right. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm not the only one, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I want my my kids and my grandkids to know that uh, like there's no dream too big, there's no uh, there's no feet too high. Like at the end of the day, like it's all about just taking action, and you need to put the work in to give yourself the best chance possible to achieve your goals and dreams. Um, I felt like. I didn't do everything I wanted to do at Montana State, um, but I chased my dream and I was in love with the game of football and I made it happen at any means necessary, uh, whether it was through my high school career or in college. Like I felt like I did everything I could. There were some things I would change for sure, uh, but I felt like I did everything I could have done, possibly done um, to make it as far as I could have. 
Definitely. So every athlete and really every person has a role model. Who were your role models growing up and, you know, um, with football or even just in general? Yeah. So I, one of the big guys that sticks out to me and like still to this day, my high school room is the same as it was in high school. Like I can go back home and it's the same. Like my mom hasn't changed it. Nothing. Uh, and my walls are littered with quotes and players. And I mean, you name it. I think it, it goes back to even, like when I was a kid, my favorite team to this day is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and obviously just that whole defense, but one player in particular was Ray Lewis. And he just really embodied passion for the game. Like his passion for the game was just unmatched. Uh, I can think back to like high school players. Like I was, I was a little kid growing up and like Taylor Dees, he ended up playing for the Cats, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he played at Hully Project High School. Clark Cranford, like some of these legends that were in my high school, they were in a sense like idols to me, right? I can talk about my dad, like he played college football. Like these were all people I looked up to in a sense, as far as achieving some of the things I wanted to go out and achieve. That's awesome. And that Ravens defense from the early 2000s was, oh my God. <laughs> they were unreal, man. Yeah. It was unreal. Ed Reed, Alodinata, Bart Scott, like that whole lineup was, uh, was sick. Yeah. 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 And Ray Lewis was, of course, the main one in that, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole defense. Yeah, so you had kind of a scary thing happen when you were in high school to where you had to have the lower part of your leg amputated. And you made the decision to go back into football after that. How scary was that for you and your family when you made that decision? So I wouldn't say it was really scary because I had so much love for the game and so much left in the tank. Like, I was never nearly as talented a player after, after the fact, after what had happened. Um, and my parents, they're the type of people that are supportive no matter what. I, I'm lucky to have parents like that. So when I had made the decision to amputate my leg, it was really never a question of whether or not I was going to make it back to the field. It was just the question of how, what do I have to do now, right? So um, I really, I really piggybacked like my strength coach, Adam Husk. He was a guy I still am very close with to this day, but, uh, and my teammates around me to really push me through those first couple months. Uh, I mean, it was hard. It wasn't easy by any stretch of the matter, right? Um, but scary, I don't think that was one way to, to describe it. I was never, I was never scared for, for any second uh I think more than that like I was just I wouldn't say scared I just was I just was worried if I could ever play again right um but I had to to just like with anyone in life whatever it is you're doing like you almost have to just delete those fears right delete those those doubts that you have going on in your own mind um and go proceed anyway right so I think during that whole process of recovery, I was never chasing perfection. Like I never thought like I had to be perfect at this again. I was just chasing progress. Like every day I was looking for just little bits and pieces of hope. And I focused on that. 
definitely. And I mean, it worked out for you. <laughs> and um, yeah. I mean, you were a good athlete in high school. And I think even though you didn't get to play a whole lot for the cats, you played well for the cats when you played. So, I mean, right. it worked out great for you. Definitely. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm also disabled. I'm in a wheelchair and um, I never want to be able to, you know, or never set limitations on myself. Do you think that you playing with your leg has set a path for other players in your similar situation? It gives me goosebumps even thinking about that. I hope just, uh, I always lived by, I had a great mentor, right? Coach Hoskin talked about it one of the big uh one of the biggest things that he taught me was if you change one person's life is it is it worth it he would ask me that all the time if you change one person's life is it worth it so you're constantly in battle with that like is it like if I change one person's life well here's the thing is if you change one person's life they're bound to change another person's life and on and on so you're not really just changing one person's life at the end of the day so do I do I hope that it it uh it gave other kids that same hope that I had that whether it's football or baseball or basketball or whatever sport it is that they're achieving or whether it's just straight up life like going and attacking life uh, it doesn't have to be related to sports yeah I hope that uh, I changed uh, this whole uh, idea of being disabled right uh, or being handicap quote unquote right so taking flipping that and making it and using it to your advantage i think is everything man so uh don't focus on your your end goal or what you want to achieve focus on what you have to do today right now and the rest is going to follow and take place so yeah man i i really do hope uh, and i know for a fact that i have changed some people's lives uh, but I hope to see, you know, see it have a, a larger impact down the road, this compound, this idea of compound interest, right? Right. I can tell you, you've been an inspiration to me. Um, I didn't play sports, obviously, but just your story has been a huge inspiration to me. So thank you for having your story to share with others. Mitch, that means a lot to hear from you, man. And, you know, I, I, I didn't even know, uh, that you were in a wheelchair but uh that's uh that's awesome man you seem to be doing good you have a good smile on your face a great attitude so don't lose that i i try my best not to definitely and people like you help it so thank you so much for that um so if i'm not mistaken um your playoff game was against ndsu or not ndsu i'm sorry sdsu what was that like? Because, I mean, obviously, we just beat them on Saturday. What was your game like against them? So, what I well, from what I remember, I was on the sidelines, right? From what I remember from the game was uh, was just Chad Newell totally taking over. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. Dude, he was a beast, man. And uh, he was obviously a walk-on, and his story is really cool, too. But uh, he had actually a similar leg injury. It, it went the other way, but uh, – had something similar happen to him so uh what i remember from that game is it was a snow game just like uh it looked like it was there but it was like a blizzard like coming down and chad newell totally freaking took over so i think it's full circle man seeing what uh it's funny that the game to get us into the national championship was 
it was only our first round playoff game that year. Um, it's full circle, man. So we came back and we're able to beat them this time around. Yeah, I hope we kind of have a revenge tour against NDSU too, because they've beaten us a few times in the playoffs. So. Again, I think it's full circle. I think this is our year. Uh, when I saw the way the Bobcats were going, there was no question in my mind that we were going to be in this position this year. Um, I think there was a like when the quarterback started switching up that that whole situation. Uh, I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but seeing the legend of Tommy touchdown take place is pretty cool. Uh, obviously, I love Montana kids, and um, he's a Montana boy. In the yeah, sense, I, I thought once McKay entered the transfer portal, we were kind of done for. But obviously, touchdown Tommy's doing pretty well for himself. Dude, he stepped up to the plate, and I think everyone rallied around him, which was really cool to see, yeah. uh, which is what what great teams do, man. So uh, that team right – this team at Montana State right now is 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 uh, going to be talked about forever, just like the, the old national championship team was. So – For sure, and we have Tommy for three, four more years, so – Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. awesome. So how hard is it after your football career ends to, you know, go on to regular life since you've worked so hard for a football career? Uh, that's a tough question, man. And readjusting after you leave football, it's hard at first because I think one of the biggest things is your everyday life is scheduled out for you. So you have to take accountability uh, for what you do on a daily basis. And I think I struggled with that at first when I first quit. Uh, I mean, I was already in the process of kind of taking a path I didn't want to go down. Uh, and I really had to pull myself out of that. And at one point after I graduated, I just had to leave. I just had to leave Montana for a little bit and get, get away. So it is a hard adjustment. Uh, but all the while worth it. There's, there's great things. There's things that I miss and love and will hold on to forever about the game of football. Uh, but real life is pretty awesome too, man, when you can get out there and take everything that you learn from the game and, and high school and college and so on and, and apply that to everyday life. Uh, I think Coach Chode and the lessons he instilled on us, man, um, they don't just resonate with football they resonate with life in general. Like I said, there's still plenty of things that I use that I learned from that man to this day. That's awesome. So I want to go back. Um, how did your recruitment go to MSU from Huntley? Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Let's take a step back real quick. When I was uh, in high school, I had been off and on talking to Coach McAdoo I mean, since I was a sophomore in high school, and I think I really hit their radar radar when I went to their uh, their youth camp in junior high. I, I, my dad would take me there, and um, we had a relationship with uh, Coach Ion. My dad's really good friends with Cass Ion, so obviously the Polynesians they they're kind of a tight knit group. They stick together. Uh, so I think I was on their radar. I've been back and forth with Coach McIndoe for a while, and then when everything happened, man. Um, obviously it was known that like my dream, I made it known that my dream was to play for the Montana state Bobcats, man, from an early age. 
So uh, with that being my goal in mind, they really rallied around me and they knew the kind of support that I had for them. And they, they gave it back to me double. And then when I made the playing field back again, I went I actually played in their camp after I had my leg amputated. I made it back for their summer camp uh, in Bobcat Stadium. And after my performance there, they had reached out to me and just let me know, like, hey, like, uh, depending on your, how your season goes and whatnot, but we want to offer you a, a preferred walk-on position. And I had offers from NAI schools uh, all over Montana. State, Montana. Uh, but, I mean, there was never a question in my mind. Like, this was my dream. This is what I wanted to do. Like, whether it was a full ride or it was $0, like, I was going to take it. There was no question in my mind. So uh, I had gotten that offer and, you know, talked about and step two was going out and just playing uh, my senior season to its fullest. That's awesome. Um, so for athletes in high school that are wanting to get that college scholarship or even walk on, what would you, what would be your advice to them? I think more than anything, like you just need to enjoy the game. Like if you're talented, if you're, uh, if you have, yeah, if you have any lick of talent within the sport, like you're going to be found by uh, college athletes. I think in today's world, especially like there's so much marketing you can do for yourself, right. To put yourself out there and be found by these college coaches. Uh, but for the most established a relationship and reach out to the college uh, you want to go to right make it known and then secondly man like you can't leave anything on the table if you if you want to go do something and you talk about going and doing it there's steps that you need to take in order to make that a reality so I just think that the biggest piece of advice I can give to anyone is take massive action right so don't just talk about it, be about it. Talk is cheap at the end of the day. So if you say you're going to do something, just go ahead and do it. Don't talk, don't sit there talking about it. You talk about something enough, like it's almost going to, your ego might tell you that you're getting something done. When in reality, you're making no progress. So uh, just go ahead and take massive, massive action when it comes to achieving your goals and, and, it, and obtaining, a, whether it's a walk-on or a scholarship, just give yourself the best chance possible to go and make your goals and dreams happen. That's some great advice. Hey, Coney, I wanted to thank you for coming on today and accepting my um, invite to come on. So it's been a pleasure to talk with you and relive the Bobcat glory days. <laughs> uh, as much glory as there was, man, I think the biggest thing I could take away from my, my journey there was, uh, um, there's a lot to be learned, man. And I was young and I was a kid and, um, you definitely need to, to take every day for what it is and enjoy as much of it as it can, because you never know, uh, when you're going to move on or, or take that next step. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on here, Mitch. And, and uh, I can't wait to watch the, the cats win a national championship here. And I can't weeks, wait man. either. <laughs> so go cats. Go cats. All right. Thanks. Yeah, Mitch. I'll talk to you soon, man. Keep it. Talk to you soon. Me. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. All right.